Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time to step inside the Octagon with your host, Ike Feldman. Oh, hello, fight fans, boxing fans, kickboxing fans, karate fans, Wing Chun Tai Chi fans. What is up, everybody? It is your boy and your brother in arms, Ike freaking Feldman. I might add that over here. Ike freaking Feldman. Put the freaking in between the Ike and the Feldman. What's going on, guys? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great week. The UFC Bellator are back in action last weekend. There was no prominent mixed martial arts competition. So what do we have to do? I don't know. Talk to family. Talk to friends. I don't know. Hang out with our life partners. Give me some fights. Give me some action. Give me some blood, glory, and gory. Supposed to be gore and glory, but... What's going on, guys? Get involved with the program. You already know, at Ike Feldman, I-K-E-T-A-G-O-N, as you see tickering across the bottom of the screen. Or give me a call. Let me pull up the call screener. 646-820-9848. I want to know what is on your wonderful mind, people. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what you're plotting. Uh, Let me know how much it's worth, and maybe we can... Uh, Bonnie and Clyde, this bitch, and get away with everything. Kind of like Dana White, because the man has still received zero punishment from the New Year's Eve slapping his wife video. He has still received no punishment. I believe we are one day away from a full month of this video being out. His power slap league is growing and gaining momentum and getting more notoriety. But meanwhile, this man is still in front of the camera, still at press conference, still still shaking hands and I almost said slapping babies, uh, but rubbing elbows with the uh, the elites. And uh, yeah, it, it's pretty disgusting and uh, whew, pathetic on endeavors and Disney's part that this man still is being pushed in front of our eyes and even tbs throw tbs in there for being the ones to give him a platform uh still with this uh horrific act that was caught on camera again the slapping of his wife on new year's eve uh in a nightclub several times man as i addressed it for weeks now i don't want to hear that she slapped him first he is also 50 to 70 pounds heavier. He is also a, I would say, at least a novice striker. He's trained boxers. He's boxed himself. He was supposed to get ready for a boxing match against Tito Ortiz about 15 or so years ago. So the man knows how to throw punch. Uh, he knows how to throw a slap. And it's it's still sad that he has not been suspended If you guys want to know my diplomatic, my more level-headed take, my soft-spoken take, go find my Twitter page.
page at Ike Feldman where I discuss exactly my thoughts put into words about the Dana White situation. Again, I tried to be as diplomatic as I can be. If you guys disagree with me or if you guys agree with me, please let me know your thoughts. Uh, give me a call, tweet me, email me, uh, ikedagon at gmail.com if you prefer that. Whatever, just let me know your thoughts because this seems to be getting quieter. For me, it's getting louder as time passes, but for the general public, as time passes, people are moving on or trying to move on. Dana White has even thrown matchups our way, uh, uh, returning superstars who have dark past, um, and, and he's trying to throw uh, rematches, trilogies, title fights, anything to get us off his scent, but it is sad. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I even feel that Arrow Hawani has kind of stepped back from nailing Dana White's ass to the wall. I, I felt that the first week Ariel did speak from his heart, very, very emotional, made it extremely, extremely personable, uh, personal uh, against Dana White. And you can understand those two have a long history of not liking each other, not getting along with each other, being under the same roof multiple times and crossing each other's path uh, in a very toxic manner. You can understand where Ara Hawani was coming from with that. But what I can understand is why Ara Hawani became what others become. It was the hot topic of the week, the first week of January of 2023. And Ariel laid into Dana White just completely obliterated him for about 24 minutes 30 minutes something like that just an extremely squeezed every bit of juice out of that take and then as the weeks pass as the days pass as the shows record and then post and then move on so has Errol Hawani's passion for nailing Dana White's ass to the wall. And to me, that's a, that's a mistake. I think that Errol Hawani, if he was covering basketball, if he was covering baseball, football, if he was in a position uh, for, I don't know, like a first take show or a get up, show i think ara hawani is on par with all of the greats in terms of broadcasting uh the uniqueness of his presentation his on-air presence the subtlety uh, the beauty in the subtlety of the way he presents himself the way he articulates himself very on par i've listened to many many high level broadcasters i've worked with many level high, uh, many, many high-level broadcasters. And Errol Hawani is on par in terms of uh, articulating his thoughts uh, from mind to mouth. Just excellent. And yet Hawani fell into the same trap as the others of if it bleeds, it leads. Um, headlines, clicks, hot topics, 
move away from him. And that's exactly what he did with the Dana White. I have not necessarily listened to every minute of Arahawani. What is it? Two to four, maybe eight hours a week. I've not listened to the 60 hours of content that he's put out in January. But if he was to lay into Dana White, you better believe it would have been posted out there. So my apology if he did readdress the Dana White situation and continue to hammer the nail, but I don't have 60 hours to listen to Harold Hawani's show. I'm actually listening to Joe Rogan a, a lot. Joe Rogan's having a, a great slew of guests, as I posted on Twitter. JRE is on a hot streak, and he is. And in a recent interview with Bilal Muhammad, UFC welterweight contender, Bilal, remember the name Muhammad, who I'm a big fan of, Bilal mentioned that he is not super cool with one Arahawani. And Rogan said he basically likes to instigate things to get quotes, to paraphrase what Rogan said. Arahawani got word of this. Now I feel less bad about me not listening to every minute of Arahawani's show to see if he readdressed or rehashed his Dana White take or rehammered it home. Arahawani read from a tweet or a message about what Joe Rogan said about him. Didn't even listen to the quote himself. Read it from a user, excuse me, a, a listener of Hawani's. And Hawani then goes to, in his mind, light up Joe Rogan and bring up misinformation and potentially being suspended from Spotify. This is COVID-related. And just, whoo, wow, Hawani is just hellfire Hawani. Just lighten everybody up. Wow. So he has enough gas in the tank to go after Joe Rogan for saying that he instigates his questions in his interviews with fighters. Yet he has kind of cooled off, cooled the burners when it comes to the Dana White situation, which in my mind could have been sport changing. It, it should be sport changing. This man should step down. He's been in this role for several decades, more than two decades. Could have been an opportunity to see somebody else's face in Dana White's place at these press conferences. Maybe a more cleaned up, more of a, presidential president for the UFC president role. I feel like a Hunter Campbell was being groomed for that. And I thought this would have been the time for him to step in for Dana White to step back. And they could have said it, it is a suspension, but yet we know that he would have been at the office. 
And even if he's working from home and he has to see his wife and see his kids and bathe in those or relive that awful moment, I could almost guarantee you that Dana White has a section of his house that nobody can bother him in and he would still be able to work. So, Ariel Hawani, you, my friend, need to do better. You are the voice of the fan. You are independent of the UFC, of ESPN. You need to do a better job of being more diplomatic. We get it. We get it. ESPN burned you. Dana White burned you. Shab, Hawani, they've burned you. But at some point, the burns turn into scars and skin hardens and you move on. You need to be a leader. You have the platform. You have the voice. Can you stop with the curses? Every other minute, it's an F-bomb. He just sounds like an entitled know-it-all. And he's extremely smart. In the past, I haven't listened to Hawani consistently for about two years. But in the past, it was appointment podcast for me. To listen to Hawani. And now. He. I don't know. I, I feel like it's like a. A king playing with his crown. He's a young king. But there are. Levels of respect to this. And. He is not at the highest level. Of respect in my book. And. He's got a ways to go. Again, I, I don't even think he's 40 yet. He's a young broadcaster. The broadcasters that I've grown up listening to were 50s, 60s, and just at the peak of their game. The beauty of media is that you can be 60 and be at the peak of your game. It is not 35, 30, 40, like in athletics. But you can get better and better and better because it is just talking. So I expect more from Hawani to use his platform and his position of leadership to be better. <sighs> yeah, I didn't expect it to go that way. I just, I was leaning into the Dana White is still not punished. We're coming on a month of knowing that Dana White slapped his wife on New Year's Eve February 3rd, tomorrow will be an exact month till this footage was released. And I just, I will start every single Iktagon episode of addressing Dana White is still not suspended. And it's easy. It's easy. But again, martial artists, people involved in the martial arts world need to be held to a higher standard. And that includes Dana White.
And that includes Connor freaking McGregor. Oh, my goodness. The dolly, the women of the night. Slapping a fan's phone out. Charged with grand larceny. That says a lot about how much phones cost. But that also says about a lot about McGregor's character. Punching a DJ in Italy. Punching an elder man in a bar because he refused to take your proper 12 drink. Did I say throwing a dolly? Getting into a conflict with potential Irish mob members at a bar several years ago. Many have forgot about that. Getting into a red carpet incident with Machine Gun Kelly or a shouting match. I may be missing something. And then today. Now. McGregor is still in the process of trying to shake off this alleged assault case where this woman was on McGregor's yacht circling the island of Ibiza, which is adjacent to Spain. She said that McGregor, this is all alleged, and according to her side of the story, that McGregor seemed possessed at the time, that McGregor punched her in the stomach, made contact with her chin, her face, shoved her. She then ran out of the room and then leaped off the yacht and broke her arm on the way down. Now, more details have been released surrounding this story and it gets a little uglier the woman her residence there was a fire set outside of her residence she's claiming that she then charged McGregor with the civil suit. So if I'm playing Notre Dame or a lawyer, she went to McGregor or McGregor's team and she said, I'm about to do this. I expect this, whether it's a payment Or it was just simply a warning, and this is coming your way. And then a fire was set at her residence. Punk move. These fake mafia moves. And then she came forward with the case, explained her side of the story. And McGregor and his team deny all accusations. So this story is not going away. We are learning more details. I would not be surprised if McGregor does another move of paying this woman under the table 
hush money because I'm sure we could have heard the DJ Sue McGregor. I'm sure we could have heard the old man at the bar, Sue McGregor, the fan. The fighters who were on the bus when McGregor threw the dolly. But McGregor can afford these mishaps in his life. Oh, yeah, I did miss something. He's being sued by his teammate, his ex-teammate, his former number one training partner and best friend, Artem Lobov. Because out of the $600 million that proper whiskey proper 12 whiskey is worth Artem Lobov said that he was part of the Europe uh, being an ambassador for proper 12 in the Europe side of things and claimed that he was owed 5% which if you're not good with math which I did see an article this was not my calculation is 30 million dollars McGregor and his team they laughed it off they laughed it off, but a lot of heat with Dana and Dana's boy. And then still, we are dealing with Francis Ngano being a free agent. Francis Ngano, who could not be could not come to a deal with the UFC. Dana White, specifically. Dana White could strike a deal with Conor McGregor 10 times over. Dana White could make the second biggest combat sports event of all time in McGregor Mayweather. He could sign a deal for an energy drink with Logan Paul, the brother of somebody who absolutely despises him, whom has a recent story, whom we will get to next. And yet, Dana White cannot cross the T's and dot the I's when it comes to Francis Ngannou, his former UFC heavyweight champion, the baddest man, the most dangerous man on the planet Earth. Francis Ngannou in hand-to-hand combat is the most dangerous man on planet Earth. And Dana White had enough of him. Absolutely misstep, and this will come back to bite him in the ass. It's been a rough month, January, for... Prominent MMA figures. Been a rough, rough month. One man who is open to bringing Francis Ngannou to the PFL or work with him on some type of deal is none other than Jake Paul. Unbelievable. Jake Paul is coming out smelling like roses in January, you have all this vitriol surrounding Dana White, Conor McGregor, UFC betting scandal, and Jake Paul is just signing deals, 
trying to make more combat sports history. Incredible. And now Jake Paul flew to the UK to meet face-to-face with Tommy Fury. He really wants that Tommy Fury fight. He is hustling for it. You got to give him credit for it. Usually the the B-side would have to do more work, but Jake Paul is doing all the hustling, all the travel, all the promotion verbally. And uh, yeah, you, you would think, why is Tommy Fury not fighting Jake Paul? What does he have to lose? What does Tommy Fury have to lose? Why is he ducking Jake Paul? Well, the best part about this announcement that Jake Paul has given him a date. I think it's late February. They might even push it back if Tommy says yes. But Jake Paul will have things in writing again. Jake Paul has announced that Mike Perry. Oh, yeah. Mike Perry, former UFC. Bare knuckle boxing, triad combat, whatever the hell he's fighting for. Mike Perry. Everybody knows Mike Perry. Mike Perry versus Jake Paul. Sign me up for that. Mike Perry does have boxing experience. Mike Perry is a dog. You're not going to get him out of there in the first couple rounds. Mike Perry has a ton of punching power. Mike Perry can sell this fight like very few others. Give me some Mike Perry, Jake Paul. That's what I want. That is exactly what I want. Tommy Fury can just stop. And thank you, Dave Portnoy, for going back at Joe Rogan. For saying that Tommy Fury is not that good. Joe Rogan has to pull these blanket statements about he's a legitimate boxer. He's a legitimate boxer. Joe, stop. Joe, stop. Is he getting something from that Fury family? Is Joe Rogan, is his hand in everybody's pocket? Joe Rogan, stop. Give me Mike Perry, Jake Paul. Tommy Fury does not deserve it. Please. Mike Perry deserves it. That man is hustling. That man is hustling for every single dollar he's made over the last five years, I think. No, 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 seven years since he's been in the UFC. Since he's jumped on the scene with amazing knockouts and just heart-filled performances, and just wonderful interviews and press conferences. Get Mike Perry a fight. That man deserves it. The final big topic of this Ectagon episode is that we get more details about Khabib's coaching retirement. The Eagle FC president has mentioned... That it, let me pull up this quote. Basically, Shamil Zavurov, who was in co-promotion with Khabib, 
during an interview via Sambo says Zavurov said well the media blows it out of proportion Khabib simply gathered the guys and explained to them that this is that in the past year he had not missed one competition he traveled to every single competition we have a big team either Islam is getting ready or Usman or Umar or Tagir or Zabara guys are always competing and training so he took a look at the situation waited out and realized that in the past year he was only home for two to three months all the other time he was traveling to competitions matches trainings everyone has their own camps these aren't one or two day trainings some take a month two weeks three weeks you have to move around with them so he thought about it sat down and decided that to not offend any of the guys, he would tell them that they're all now real professionals and have achieved great results. The main goal was not to accept the guys. If you go with one guy, you can't go with another guy. Yeah, so Khabib was extending himself, much like Jake Paul, both hustling for what they want, both hustling for what is their passion, but in the end, it was overextending themselves a little too much. And Khabib, credit to him, realized that he wasn't given everything he had to his family. And his father, his mother, his wife, his kids, as we've seen, mean the world to him. And while he has achieved the greatest heights of combat sports, and while he has achieved some pretty fantastic heights as a coach in combat sports, he just wasn't home enough. And for Khabib, it's simple. You know, uh, for many other fighters who would be fined $500,000 for jumping the cage, it doesn't affect people like Khabib. One, because the whole Russian government had his back and I'm sure they took care of his bank account. But two, this is according to Joe Rogan. He's drive the same crappy car for the last 15 years. And that shows a lot about Khabib. He's very simple. But there are things that he can recognize when it's getting away from him, and that is being a father and a husband and a son and a friend. So I respect it. I 100% respect Khabib's decision to step back for the entirety of 2023. Some have speculated that the Dana White incident put it over the top, his decision, and you can understand why. Khabib is an alpha male, a very strong-minded individual. And Dana White could be the opposite. Big fights, big fights, big fights. Bellator makes its CBS debut. The UFC returns. Derek Lewis... 
versus Sergey Spivak. Fyodor versus Bedor, Dwa, and Johnny Eblen, and Anatoly Tokov. Some excellent fights. The UFC fights, I do not know as much as I should with the guys. It is pushed towards the Asian market. And makes sense. The UFC has catered plentiful to the UK market by putting a card at three in the afternoon for the UK fans. And now by putting a card at 1 a.m. local time in Vegas, they are catering to the Asian market. So I respect it. I like it. Very good move. That is not a Dana White decision. But fights are back. Yes. I don't have to hang out with family or friends or anybody. I can just watch the fights. Yes. Well, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to another Iktagon. Remember, I-K-E-T-A-G-O-N. Or give me a call. 646-820-9848. Your boy is out. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.